Jesus said, the harvest is large, but the workers are few. In the name of Jesus. Today we're celebrating Luke. We also celebrate his work. He wrote the gospel that bears his name. Maybe rejoice in that gift over the next week. Read the whole thing. It's just three or four chapters a day. Luke also wrote the book of Acts. That'd be only four chapters a day. Luke also worked with Paul, traveled with him on his missionary journeys. But we rejoice in Luke not because of him. We rejoice not just because he wrote two of the books in the New Testament or that he was colleagues with the Apostle Paul. We rejoice because Luke was one of those workers, one of the Lord's workers, that he sends out into his harvest. And that's what our gospel lesson is all about today. The Lord's harvest, his workers, his sending, his reaping. The Lord has a harvest. The Lord wants a harvest. That's what he's after. It's the goal he has in mind with everything that he does. As Paul puts it, chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. It is the Lord's harvest. His, his alone, no one else's. Paul puts it this way. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. The Lord wants to gather into his barn. He wants to gather in his harvest. He wants to gather up his people to himself. The Lord Jesus wants to bring in all people, especially those he has ransomed for himself, all people. But he gathers up all those who by the Spirit believe in him. He gathers up all those that his Father gave to him. The Lord reaps his harvest. He does so at the end of the age. When he comes in glory to judge both the living and the dead, he will send out his angels to gather up his saints. His saints are those who are made holy by believing in him. But in the meantime, until that day, the Lord reaps his harvest now. That is, he gathers up his saints, his people, around his gifts. But the Lord also reaps at the end of our life, too. That's Paul today. He sees that the time of his departure, his being harvested, is near. And so the Spirit promises through him, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Now, this ingathering of the nations of all believers from all times and places, it's going to be large. It is large. Even so, right now, today. It's just as it was in Jesus' day, in our day. The harvest is large. 
always more people to hear, to receive, to believe the gospel. What Christ says is right. The harvest is large. He really wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. That's 1 Timothy 2. But it's not that easy. There's a problem, a malady, an evil that stands in the way and resists the Lord. There's, of course, the devil, the evil one. He doesn't want people to believe in Jesus at all. He steals the word from hearts and minds. As Jesus says in the parable of the sower, or Paul in 1 Corinthians. It's not just the devil, though. The world also. The world is always, always hostile to the preaching of the gospel, of what Jesus has done for us. The devil and the world do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come. But it's not just the devil and the world. Sin also gets in the way. But sin's problem when it comes to the Lord's harvest is very particular and specific. Sin, of course, gets in the way of hearers. Our own flesh doesn't want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come. God's kingdom comes when by the Holy Spirit's grace we believe his holy word and lead godly lives. That is, lives of faith toward God and fervent love toward one another. That's the first way that sin gets in the way of the harvest. But the greater one, the more specific one, is the one Jesus mentions today, the rest of what he says. The harvest is large... But the workers are few. The workers are few. That's what Jesus says. And in the context of Luke 10, workers here are ministers of the gospel. The 72 are those whom Jesus sends ahead of his coming. So also pastors are sent out today by Jesus ahead of his second coming. In sending the 72, the Lord sends out six sets of six pairs. Six pairs make 12. Six of those make 72. Add those six, uh, those six sets to the 12 apostles, well, that's seven twelves. The perfect number of twelves. The Lord always sends out the perfect number of his men. Anyway, the workers are few because of sin. So many reasons why. Some depart from being faithful preachers. They desert being faithful preachers. Like Demas, Paul mentions his desertion of preaching the gospel in our epistle. What else gets in the way? The laborer deserves his wage. Some places refuse to pay. What else gets in the way? Lack of prayer. The Lord says, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers. 
But the Lord has his harvest. He does have his workers too. Be they large, be they few, the Lord accomplishes his harvest through them. He always sends out more. He sends out the apostles in Luke 9, then 72 more in Luke 10. The Lord always sends his men. He sends them out in our day too. I'm proof of that. So also, maybe even you, men. As Paul says in 1 Timothy, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, the office of pastor, he desires a noble task. Being a pastor is noble and God-pleasing because of the work that's to be done. Because we learn in the scriptures that faith comes by hearing. But how shall they hear without a preacher? That's Romans 10. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel. Beautiful, noble, that's preachers. Not because of the man, but because of his office. As Paul says, hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Now, we Lutherans would put Romans 10 this way. It's the third article of the Creed. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Notice the harvest language there, gathers. But as Lutherans, we also confess so that we would obtain this faith in Jesus, that the Spirit works well. The office of preaching the gospel was instituted, for through the word and sacraments as through instruments, the Holy Spirit is given, where and when it pleases God, in those who hear the gospel, the gospel of all that Jesus has done for you, that Jesus has died and risen for you. Today is St. Luke's Day, We're celebrating him, rejoicing, rather, though, not in him, but in the Lord's harvest, the Lord's workers, the Lord's sending, the Lord's reaping. Luke was part of that, as was Paul and the rest of the apostles. So were the 72, even today, pastors. It's the same today as it was in Jesus' day. The Lord reaps his harvest through his sent workers. And the Lord's harvest is you. You're what he wants. He wants to gather you to himself. To live forever with him in his kingdom. To serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Just as he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. Sin gets in the way of this, big ways, little ways, stops the ears of hearers, stops the mouths of preachers, tries, there to stop, tries to stop their being preachers at all. The devil doesn't like it much either. Yet, the Lord still works. The Lord has already shed his blood for you. He rose for you. He sends you his word. He sent you a preacher, gives you a pastor. The Lord baptizes you. He forgives you. He gives you his body and blood. 
Always more work to be done before he comes back. Whoever aspires to the office of pastor desires a noble task. Maybe that's you. But pray for it. More word, more pastors, more preachers. The harvest is great. And the Lord reaps his harvest through his sent workers. And the Lord reaps his harvest, will reap it on the last day. In the meantime, he sends out his word. Did through Luke, sends out pastors to preach that word. And when pastors preach it, people believe it. You believe it. He's made it yours. Holy baptism, holy absolution, gospel-filled sermons, the supper of his body and blood. The Lord is working his harvest even today. But one day he will gather you into his barn. That's what he wants, after all, to harvest you. As the Spirit promises you through Paul, the crown of righteousness is laid up which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to all who have loved his appearing. In the name of Jesus.